Okay, so welcome to the weekly Ransomed Heart podcast. This is your host today, the uh, ever-affirming, warm, fatherly Craig McConnell. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and uh, I'm in our studio with Morgan Snyder and Alex Burton. And uh, Morgan, I mean, it, it felt like a good thing just to talk about was you've been giving some thought to men in their 30s and and uh, God's been giving you some insight and thoughts to share. And, and we'd love to just hear some of what you're thinking about. Again, this is unscripted, unrehearsed. And just love to hear, where's God taking you with this idea of men in their 30s? That's a... A fish? Like a dog in the background. <laughs> oh, there goes a the cow. <laughs> We're recording this out in a field. Go ahead, Morgan. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, thanks, Craig. I turned 30 several years ago, and uh, and that was really hard. And I was really surprised at how hard it was. Because I paused, I looked at my life and went, well, from one perspective, from the – from the main perspective, my life's really good. It's rich. I beautiful marriage and beautiful, healthy kids and meaningful work. And I mean, what more can a man ask for? And yet, when I was honest, really looking under the hood, I realized on the deepest level, I was frustrated, had some anger or some level of resignation or and really just a ambivalence, this big question mark. I felt like, what is my life to be about? Hmm. And even more so, what is a man's life to be about in this season of young manhood where mm -hmm. all of a sudden you find yourself in the throes of life where you're pursuing a career and you have a wife and children and life feels like whitewater and you just come up for a breath and you wonder, am I doing it right? Is this the path towards life? Is this the abundant life Jesus talks about? And so I set out on a quest of sorts where I was asking God, God, help me interpret my life. Help me see clearly because I want to know, I want my life to matter. And I'm praying and asking God to speak and not hearing anything, asking more. And Eventually, my sense was God saying, ask the counsel of older men. Find men in whom you respect mm -hmm. that have many more years than you and ask them what they think. Mm -hmm. Ask them, what, what is their counsel for a young man? What should your life be about? And so I set off on this amazing journey. Over about six months, every other week or so, I would spend connecting with an older man. I found the oldest men I could find and I'd have lunches and letters and phone conversations and listening to their counsel. And it was a remarkable experience. I think um, – should I go on or should we kind of be uh, – uh, <clears throat> Yeah, what was the feedback that you got from those guys? I mean that, that that's a broad spectrum of men. Uh, summarize it. What, yeah, what, it. what struck you? It really was a broad spectrum and some of them knew me well and others mm -hmm. didn't know me at all. Um, and different walks of life. And Craig, what was so cool is there were these themes. There were these these um, there were these con constant themes that spoke through most of the men's lives. And then obviously there were particular things hmm. in each man's mm -hmm. strength gifting story. But I think it's really summed up in a quote by Dallas Willard that the primary work of God is finding men in whom He can entrust His power. Hmm. Hmm. Finding men in whom He can trust His power. 
Mm-hmm. And the story of most men is being entrusted with power and it bringing harm to themselves and those under their influence. Because? Mm-hmm. Because they don't have the, the, the masculinity, the capacity, the character to mm-hmm. handle it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they actually get crushed under mm-hmm. the weight of their kingdom. Mm-hmm. And, most me- and, and if you look at scripture, it's just amazing because a few years ago, I started looking at this in Genesis. And it's just phenomenal when you read through this creation story where God begins to create light and dark and land and plants and animals and then man. And the very next sentence, the very next breath out of God after creating him is he says, fill the earth, subdue it, rule, rule over the mm-hmm. fish, rule over the air, rule over the living creatures. Mm-hmm. In the Hebrew, that's interpreted as fierce mastery. As I've meditated on that verse for years, I've come to see it as God saying, bring my nature, bring my personality, bring my character to the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what a man's called to do. And so it's actually God that's more invested in us becoming men that are powerful than we are. Mm-hmm. And yet most men set off to build a kingdom. Right. And ultimately, they don't become the man internally that can handle it. And it brings harm to them and those under their influence. Mm-hmm. So – in your thinking, Morgan, then as a man is going through his 30s, that is a decade where God is doing what with a man? Right. It's a great question. What What would it look like for a man? Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, Craig. Yeah. And yeah. even that look, I wish we had a camera. Yeah. You're beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> um, Craig was the oldest man I could find when I asked for counsel. <laughs> so he, he really... He wheels up his wheelchair. I give him a bib, and he starts telling me stories. <laughs> Craig, I realize that most young men set out to build a kingdom. It takes the expression like make a little money, make a name for yourself, get mm-hmm. something going. Mm-hmm. Out of good intentions mostly, especially believing men, Christian men, they try to build a kingdom. And yet God, I believe, is saying make it about character over kingdom. In other words, we set out to choose for God to mm-hmm. restore mm-hmm. our character mm-hmm. and that it becomes a decade of dismantling mm-hmm. rather than building. It's a decade of excavation. It's a decade of facing the reality of the brokenness within us, mm-hmm. the places that are young and uninitiated, places that um, are wounded, places that are bound by warfare, spiritual warfare, Mm -hmm. and the demonic in our life, places of just areas in our character where we've compromised over time, that the imitation, I believe, from the Father is to, to let our motive be about that restoration and building our character rather than building a kingdom. Yeah, you, you know what strikes me as you're saying this, Morgan, is my gosh, most men are hoping to pretty much peak in their 30s. Right. I mean, right. you're you're talking about preparation for something that's yeah. what off in their 40s or their 50s. Right. I mean, yeah. that's that's counter to an uh, awful lot of men's intuition about mm-hmm. their own life. Yeah, that's what strikes me too, Morgan. Is you know, as you talk about that, it's. Um, it's so countercultural right. to what really reality is. I mean, I remember when I hit my 30s, I think all that I could think is, well, 
dang, I don't have any excuses anymore. I'm 30 now. <laughs> right. Like, right. I'm just in my 20s. I'm a little irresponsible. But right. wait till I get to my 30s. Yes. And then you get to your 30s and you're like, nothing's really changed. I'm still the same guy. Yes. Um, you know, maybe I've learned a few things more, but I don't, you know, I don't feel like now I've arrived at a place where, yeah, mm. give me the keys to the kingdom because yes. I'm ready. Um, well, mm. Oh, man, I feel completely unready. Right. I mean, I'm 33 right now. I still feel that way. And, right. Uh, and I think um, what you've identified, that idea of, um, no, it's really about uh, your character development in yes. your 30s. Um, when we first started talking about that and I first started hearing you mm-hmm. talk about it was was actually a really hopeful thing for me. What is it, Alex? What what? It, where's the hope come from in that? Um, it, it takes the pressure off. Mm. I mean, I I think um, where I was before, mm-hmm. career wise, before coming to Ransom Heart, um, you know, in my twenties, was quickly advancing in responsibilities mm-hmm. and in position um, in the in the large organization I was in. And, uh, you know, having having older men putting confidence and responsibility on me that, quite frankly, um, I could accomplish. Yes. But that I I truly wasn't ready for mm. um, maturity wise. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but felt like I had to be. And I think the world really puts pressure on us. Right. To be there. Mm-hmm. And. And so now to be here and to have that outlook that, no, it's really about the transformation of, of my character mm-hmm. these years, I feel a whole lot more freedom to to kind of step back and go, no, I, I, I don't have to have it all together right, right now. Right. Um, yes, I have. I've been given some responsibilities and I, and I have a role to play. But but there's freedom to learn, mm-hmm. to make That's mistakes, yes. to um, to know that no, my character's not finished. Yes, yeah. and and I can, um, you know, bump up against the the negatives and the and and the learning now, and not you know mm-hmm. have to get it right at this moment. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I mean. How are guys in the 30s as you're sharing this, receiving it? Does it feel like cold water or like for Alex, does it actually feel hopeful? And Right. Well, you know, Craig, I mean what's interesting about that is and what's brilliant about what Alex is saying is I'm running into so many men that are in their mid to late 30s mm-hmm. that – have set out to build kingdoms and they've done it. They've right. built a business, they've built a church, mm-hmm. they've built a practice and they feel, as you described it, Alex, they still feel just as young inside mm-hmm. and it hasn't satisfied them. So the world may be looking at them going, wow, way to go. But inside they almost feel more fear, mm-hmm. more pressure. Right. And it feels like, well, I'm spinning a lot of plates mm-hmm. and, and, and this is kind of a house of cards. Right. And so I think men are resonating with it. But it's a really big risk mm-hmm. to not pursue a kingdom because most men 
seem to have this fundamental belief that if I don't build a kingdom, mm-hmm. one, who will, and mm-hmm. two, I'm a failure. Right. What is my what is the sentence on me as a man sure. if well, I'm not building something? That right? kingdom validates me. That kingdom usually involves an income level Absolutely. or success. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. respect. I right. Mean, everything's tied in. And yet, leaning into the counsel of these older men, it's amazing the consistency of men that the money comes and goes, mm-hmm. that kingdoms come and go. Those things are actually very unpredictable, mm-hmm. but the character is what continues to mature and develop and cultivate. And so I began to shift where I started seeing the scriptures as actually God is more vested in us becoming powerful. We actually, as men, become magnets for power. Mm-hmm. And so that's the easy part, really, is for God to bestow a kingdom upon us. The hard part is to choose the path of humility right. um, and, and, and training to become a man that can handle it. Mm-hmm. I think uh, as you were talking about just that fear that comes on a man as he finds himself in that place of responsibility mm-hmm. and, and having a kingdom before his character and his maturity is there to handle it. Yes. You know, um, in, in my previous job, at one point, I ended up getting put into an interim vice president role. Yes. And and that was actually a breaking point for me. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I remember just feeling that fear of, you know, no, I'm not, you know, yes. I, I'm not capable right now of, mm-hmm. of being responsible for this. I don't. I don't have the years of experience and the wisdom to to lead in this way. And, and yet, because I was such a diligent worker, responsible person, yes. I got elevated to that. Yes. Um, and, and what ended up happening, I ended up going to counseling. I had to get on medication for anxiety. Right, right. I mean, I was a mess. I was yes. a wreck. Yes. And I think that that's so common of guys in their 30s that get into that that trap yeah alex that's so good so so morgan i mean there's more to say about this Mm -hmm. in future podcasts Mm -hmm. i mean so what are the words you want to say today to men in their 30s um and and maybe beyond that to to anyone listening yes yes craig i I do think it you know alex as you're sharing there's just so many thoughts coming to mind of where we could go. And I think it'd be good to unpack this over time of what was the counsel that those men have, mm-hmm. have shared with me and how can we share that with other young men. Um, I think that – and so I bet there's a lot of guys out there in different places and some mm-hmm. of which have set out to build a kingdom and they're going, oh my goodness, I totally resonate with that. Right. What do I do? Where do I go? Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I want to do there is pause and say that at the core – of a healthy and vibrant worldview for a man is to believe that there is a a father in heaven, that we are sons mm-hmm. um, of a father who provides generously, who has intentioned our life, who's purposeful and generous and will come through for us. And so I'd say that all of this happens under the grace of a father who's personally working in our life. And so I would just encourage young men and men who feel young in various places in their life 
to pause after this podcast and just begin with, and maybe we can pray now, that they would come to God as Father and say, Father, there's something in me that's resonating. I want to begin by yielding my masculinity to you and inviting you to father me through this process. Okay. Wow. It's good. Good to be together. Good to talk. And and uh, there's more for us to say down the road. We'll get Morgan in here and, and hear more about this. If you're interested in more of the resources that Ransom Heart has, come to our website at ransomheart.com. And uh, you'll find some things I think that will encourage you in your journey. Um, just uh, uh, another note here is um, on uh, May 4th, uh, we'll be doing a live webcast that uh, will be at what time, Morgan? Mountain Six, time? 6 p.m. Mountain time. Okay. They'll be featuring John and Stacy, And they'll be just offering some real personal coaching to men and women that are leading groups on love and war. And so if you are leading a group on love and war through the video series, the participant's guide, really encourage you to jump on that webcast. If you're not, um, check out loveandwar.net. And it's a great resource to um, walk with couples, to try to invite God into marriages in a deeper, more authentic way. And if you have questions that you want to put out in front of John Stacy, you can send those through Facebook. Um, or Ransomart's Facebook. You can send them through Twitter and you can find all that information more on that at loveandwar.net. Thanks for joining us.